Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sorry, you've reached the right number right now. This is Let's Go There <laughs> on Channel Q. It's Shira. Let me tell you, it's a party here in the studio this Friday. Shara Giselle is back with us. Yes. Yes. TGIF. This is the last Friday in May, the last it Friday is. of AAPI Heritage Month, and the last Friday of Mental Health Awareness Month. Amazing. I can't it's been a month. It's almost half a year has gone by. Is it, I don't think uh, Ryan Basham is here also. Well, yeah, right. Hold I'm trying on. to hear his voice. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm actually here. I feel like NeNe Leakes outside of Kenya Moore's first apartment. If you know the <laughs> reference, you know the reference. <laughs> if you don't, you missed it. Hi, Ryan. You know, Hi. this is our first time meeting. It is. It's nice to meet you. Likewise. Welcome to the family. And can I just say, your hair looks even better with headphones on. Oh, thank you. It actually it really you look really does. So what cool. you're trying to say, I look a mess without my headphones? I didn't say it directly. Oh, oh. wow. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, Char's always put together. Put always. To yeah. I actually had a good week where I had most of my looks put together. Today, it was just like, I'm wearing a cute outfit, but I'm not going to do my hair and makeup. Yeah, your outfit. I like your blouse thank a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. I mean, I definitely feel underdressed it's a friday the friday before memorial day yes come on long weekend we are here for it and coming up on the show we got a lot of things happening we're gonna be talking about uh and this guest is actually joining us today queer animals and the queer yes oh yes i am familiar with this i'm familiar with this topic we're fascinated by this exactly yeah Uh, Plus, in 30 minutes, the new effort possibly coming out of the Senate around gun laws. So we're going to be real here and talk about, you know, approach what happened this week, of course. But we're also going to have a lot of fun. Yes. That's what you can expect. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some what's trending this hour right now. (laughs) Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern got a standing ovation when discussing how New Zealand passed laws to ban military style semi-automatics and assault uh, rifles. She was giving a commencement speech and Mm -hmm. she definitely inspired everyone. In the past 10 years, we have passed laws that include everything from the introduction of gay marriage and the banning of conversion therapy right through to embedding a 1.5 degree climate change target into law, banning military-style semi-automatics and assault rifles. Yeah, just basically putting it in everyone's face. Like, we know that country that doesn't do any of this. So we're yeah. proud of our own. Mm. Right? You know what? Part of the part of why that gets done there, though, is their style of government is different than ours. Yeah, can you... Well, we don't have a lot of time, but maybe we can go through that in a bit. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. 
yeah, because we have a, we have some space here on the show today. Yes. We're hanging out for a few hours. Yes. <laughs> uh, also, uh, some scheduled speakers and performers backed out of the NRA convention this weekend, including several Texas lawmakers and American Pie singer Don McLean, who said it would be disrespectful to go ahead with his act after the country's latest mass shooting. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick said this morning that he had decided not to speak at an event breakfast after prayerful consideration and discussion with NRA officials. Oh, give me a break. Just because you're backing up. I want to see policy change. Yeah, exactly. So what? You took an absence for the NRA event? Okay, what's next? When is the other shoe going to drop? Yep. I mean, head in the sand until it's not the topic of conversation anymore. Totally. Well, good luck with that. The NRA said that people attending the gun show would, quote, reflect on the Uvalde school shooting, pray for the victims, recognize our patriotic members, and pledge to redouble our commitment to making our schools secure. Thoughts and prayers. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And finally, the, uh, following the recent mass shootings around the country, manufacturers of bulletproof backpacks have reported a surge in sales. This is messed up. Business Insider is reporting that sales of these bulletproof backpa- backpacks have increased in several states across the country. Although there are a variety of bulletproof items on the market, the backpack for children remains the most popular. The product description says a person can protect themselves by holding the bulletproof backpack in front of them to deflect the bullets. Please give me a break. This this is not, you know, Diana on the island becoming Wonder Woman. Give me a break. That is such a gross and and huge responsibility to demand of both children and teachers. I mean, did you hear about that girl who survived the shooting by putting her her friend's blood on her body pretending to be dead? (gasps) Yep. No. There was a, a little boy who did it as well. Who survived 10 years old. This is what we put our kids through just so people can shoot deer with semi-automatic rifles? Allegedly shoot deer because you don't need a AR-15 to go hunting. I mean, if you need an AR-15 to get a deer, you can't hunt. Yeah, maybe you need to sit down. <laughs> maybe you need a new hobby. Uh, so that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in education? Gosh, it's so frustrating. You know they were using DNA asking parents for DNA to because some of the kids are unrecognizable. I'll just Ugh, leave it at gross. that. Yeah. Um, so the T-Report, the first T-Report is some good news. Jesse Tyler Ferguson, you know the former Modern Family star. Yes. He's now starring in that good bar- Broadway play with uh, Jesse Williams. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, he and his husband Justin Mikita are expecting their second baby. Cute. They made the announcement on in, in an Instagram video uh, Tuesday, I believe, which... You you know, was the day that all of the mess went down in Texas. Now, the two, the couple do already have a couple, um, not a couple, a child, a one-year-old named Beckett. And so this will be exciting. They're saying that the boy, the little boy is expecting a little brother. I don't know if they're speaking too soon, but you know how I feel about gender reveals. Nevertheless, (laughs) congratulations to the happy couple. I'm such a huge fan of Jesse. He's so sweet. I have not met his husband yet, though. I've not met Justin. Yeah, you told me that. Between us, we know them. Yes, no. we do. But y'all want to stick around. That's the T-Report mm-hmm. for this hour because coming up next hour, find out who is auctioning off their engagement ring oh. for 51. It's going for $51,000. And it's, it's someone who's disgruntled, okay? And you you're think? not going to be surprised, so stick around. All right, well, after this, someone else who's disgruntled, Donald Trump is launching his own Netflix. And guess what type of programming we can expect? Pow, pow. Oh, more next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Trump, of course, wants to take over every single thing. Now he wants to make his own Netflix. Not like that's doing well. Uh, But he will be launching Trump Media and Tech Group. This is different from Truth Social, which was his social networking Twitter Twitter, service. Allegedly. You know he was only on that. I think he sent out one air quote tweet. And that was like a while ago. 
You got to be. Wait, let's let's try you in the red. Uh, Ryan Basham here is trying to get on the mic. We have some tech issues. Anyway, so for the media company, they plan to launch a subscription streaming service with a range of right wing content, including shows that embrace the Second Amendment. This is a quote and quote Trump specific programming. Okay, that's not that surprising, but. You know, do we really need more of this? Drexel Hurd is back with us, Democratic strategist and vice president of Strategies 360. Welcome back, Drexel. Always good to be here, especially on a holiday weekend. I know. I'm sorry we made you work. <laughs> I love it. Oh, no, I, I, I love it. And to be here with you and, and Ryan and Machar, always good. Yeah. So what do you think about this? He says it's going to uh, produce and deliver news, sports, non-woke entertainment content. <laughs> Through their platform, provide a platform for conservative and or libertarian views. So what do you think about this? So, well, I mean, look, if we needed another Nick Jr., now is not the time for that. <laughs> and I, I think that, uh, you know, this is exactly the content that we know that Donald Trump has been talking about for years. And this is why he probably ran for president uh, so that he could launch some media, uh, media conglomerate that's going to fail. Uh, you know, he's had two social media platforms that have failed. He's had businesses that have failed. This will be another venture that he will uh, that will have his name on it. That will be a failure, much like his presidency. Yeah, I don't know if Nick Jr. would appreciate that comparison, Drexel. OK, <laughs> now they didn't do I nothing to nobody. I make cartoons and, 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 <laughs> and interactive and interactive uh, interactive things. So uh, Effectively, what do you think about like some of this, these headlines that I've seen, especially on Variety, have said that he'll be promoting, you know, alongside that pro Second Amendment that includes gun rights. What do you think about this type of programming and the effect that it could potentially have on the country? Well, I mean, first of all, we know like any platform that Donald Trump does, it's going to be a service that people are going to have to pay for. It's going to be very expensive. So I don't think it's going to reach as many people as people think it's going to. Uh, it's it's going to be in direct competition with somebody like Fox News, and that's not something Fox is going to be able to, is going to appreciate. Um, but also, you know, right now Trump is trying to throw out as much red meat as possible um, to attract as many people as he can. Uh, it's unfortunate that he is, as a former president, is not taking uh, the Uvalde situation as seriously as other presidents have, and it's sad. Uh, that he certainly hasn't put out a statement, either him or the former first lady, mm-hmm. uh, talking wow. about this. And, and so, like, that's telling of, of MAGA world. Or Very. As, as, or, as, or as Madison Cawthorn says, dark MAGA. And that is kind of where they're going. Their and silence is very loud. Yeah, it's deafening. Yeah. Silence is deafening. Yeah. Do, do we think this is actually a serious venture, though? I mean, obviously, Truth Social was, you know, you know, they stole somebody else's code and then they did a bad job relaunching it. And now it's been it's just been a mess. Do Is this going to be real or is it going to be another mess? What do you think? I imagine it's going to be, like I said, as much of a mess as every other Trump venture. Um, you know, it, 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 it's odd that we're in a time where there is so much open source opportunities for um, for technology companies and certainly media companies. And yet. Uh, Donald Trump has, and, and conservatives on the other side have yet to figure out how to do this properly. I say the same thing about Democrats. We've got a lot of really oh, great yes. messengers, a lot of really great messengers, uh, and yet somehow we cannot seem to figure out how to message properly. Um, and so, you know, it, it, certain things work on both sides. Uh, but in this case, to your to your question, Ryan, I think it, it is something that will fail, much like everything else. Uh, and finally, we have like thirty seconds or so. 
With everything that has happened, the tragedy this week, do you think that Republicans, this will be the tipping point for them to actually see that something needs to be done? It seems like some are speaking out, some even canceled appearing at the NRA. Well, I think Mitch McConnell said yesterday that he has kind of instructed uh, one of his top lieutenants to meet with Chris Murphy, uh, Senator Murphy, about how they could come up with some comprehensive package that works. I think, you know, they are starting to read the tea leaves and in a place like Texas, uh, you know, it'll have a big impact on families there. And and with Republicans not doing anything, Mm -hmm. um, this is something I don't think they can avoid right now in an election year. Okay, well, that was Drexel Hurd. Uh, again, a Democratic strategist. And where can people find also what you're doing? It's uh, Strategies 360? You can just find me at Drexel Hurd. Okay. Th- on social media. Okay, amazing. <laughs> there you go. That was our wake-up call. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Thanks again. Have a great <laughs> long weekend. Thanks. Yeah, you too. All right, Ryan Basham, what is coming up? You know, actually, uh, Drexel did a good job teeing us off because we're going to talk about um, what's happening more in more detail on Capitol Hill. Is there actually going to be gun reform oh, at the federal okay. level? Great. Let's do it. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Okay, we are back. And yes, it's a party in here. We got Shar, we got Ryan Basham and me, Shira. But uh, Ryan is a political analyst. And I thought this was the perfect time for him to bring in some of his own expertise. And we've been talking a lot about gun reform. Is it possible? I mean, come on, we've been talking about this for ages, it seems. But it feels like there might be a changing of the tide, possibly. Do you feel that way, Ryan? I think there's an inflection point for potential incremental reform. So like, so you may um, know uh, that, you know, there are a couple of Democratic senators, Chris Murphy from Connecticut in particular, who are really invested in in this and have been trying for years to get some kind of gun reform through. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, the Republicans block it at every turn. Right now, there's a moment where these two really awful shootings happening so close together yeah. creates- 10 days apart. 10 days apart creates momentum. But, okay, I will say this. Mitch McConnell, leader of the Republicans in the Senate, has authorized... Voldemort. That's what I call him. I mean, that's legit, though. Um, (laughs) I mean, I I wish we didn't have to say his name. Um, He has authorized a few Republican senators to be a part of this conversation, which could be his, wow, this is a a thing in the moment we're going to look like we're trying. But uh, there may be enough Republicans to get it done. However, they're going on a 10-day recess. So what's likely to How convenient. I know, right? So they in 10 days, the, the story could be in the news could be something so different that no one's paying attention anymore and they can just pull back from it. Yeah, I'd, I'd argue that the way in which the news cycle runs in 10 days, people, well, they better hope that there's not another one, right? Because yeah. it seems like these yep. things are popping up like, what is it, April showers, May flowers, so yeah. to speak. What are, what in, in your opinion, what's the likelihood of some sort of bipartisanship? I mean, I know you're just kind of speaking to that. But there's so much NRA money tied up specifically with Republican politicians. Yeah. So what is the likelihood of them prioritizing the people over the profit? It's a little complicated. The the NRA is less and less powerful every year. So that's one thing. Really? Yes. Um, But um, the the problem is that and we were talking about this the other day, too, um, you know, so there are there are a large number of conservative senators that re- re- represent a tiny little number of people in in low population states, and there are just enough of them in these rural states where people hunt, people really care about their guns, Ciao. that that we it's hard to get to 60, per, 60 cent votes to kill the filibuster uh-huh. on something. So right now. Um, okay, two things. A right now, they are a little bit more likely to be embarrassed if they get nothing done. If this stays in the news, if another shooting happens, if there's a copycat shooter, say, 
But at the same turn of the coin, they want Democrats to lose control of the Senate in November. So they're also incentivized to let nothing happen. To do some crazy stuff to yes. maintain the support. Right, so that they can say, see, Democrats can't even get gun conf- co- you know, so you shouldn't vote for them anyway. It, Political gaslighting. Yes, of course. Yes. But it feels like something or someone needs to make it clear no one is trying to take away guns from hunters. We're trying to take away the guns from crazy people. Well, we're not trying to take guns people. away from law-abiding citizens. Exactly. Yes. But what does not need to be on the streets is no civilian needs access to an assault rifle. Not a one. For what? Yeah. For what? There has not. There is yet to be an argument made that makes sense as to why Miss Betty, who's ringing up my grocery down at Ralph's, mm-hmm. needs an AR-15. Yes. You know what should happen is what happens in Canada, Australia, the UK, where they don't have events like this anymore. There, there should be a whole process for getting to own a gun, mm-hmm. like there is in those countries. Like we should at least make a process make it, for everything. Even owning a car, even having the right to drive a car. But what's prob- what's most likely to happen is something small and incremental, like a red flag law. So at least um, it'll be possible. Right now, for, right now, in m- most states, a judge cannot order guns to be taken out of someone's home just because of a concern. That is crazy. By the they way, they have to already have committed a crime really? with that gun. Yes, yes. that's crazy. Yes. By the way, it's harder to get TSA pre-check. Yeah. How hard is to get like on that yes. pre- TSA pre-check list? It's yes. Just, so, I mean, as someone, I, I have been yelling this till I've had a vein popping out in, in the middle of my forehead. It's just so wild to me that there's so much focus on reproductive rights, on, you know, uh, the parents of trans youth and even trans youth themselves, trans adults, don't say gay and they are actively ignoring gun reform Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, everything else does not pose a threat and i find it so interesting that they are so hell-bent on uh policing you know reproductive rights and then this is just like let your freak flag fly i feel like that also applies to like healthcare. like you know we care about you until you're born Oh yeah, of course. And then and then yeah. we're going to regulate you. Oh, excuse me. We're going to make you go away. Excuse me. We care about you if you are white, able-bodied Christian, probably pro- male. Preferably male. Yes. Yeah, until you're Because born. they don't care about black and brown babies no, at no. all. <laughs> no, I mean there are people in Congress today who openly say that we have a problem with a low domestic supply of babies. Oh yeah, I how, saw that. How more racist That's gross. could yeah. you possibly well, be? Well, there was a, also a Louisiana politician that said that uh, uh, the the reproductive rights aren't as bad if you don't factor in black women, as if black women are not human oh, beings, God. and as if black women don't have the highest maternal mortality rate. Yep. If you, it's if, wild. If you can find a group to disappear to make the numbers look better, then why not do it? Is I think what they're... It's like they Critical will, they, replacement theory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what they're calling yeah. it. Yes. You know, that's what, what happened down in Buffalo. That's why that boy mm-hmm. drove hours to the blackest part of Buffalo to take out black elders. Yeah. Yeah. Replacement theory and critical race theory is also not really a thing, except that conservatives talk about it being a thing. It's only in law school, <sighs> it's, people. It's, it's right. only in And law even school. then, not all the time in law school. Right. Even then. And then I love how they say they care about mental health out of nowhere. No, they don't oh, care yeah. they about don't care. nobody's mental no, health. No, Governor Abbott in Texas defunded, took funding away from treating yep. mental health last year. We are going in circles, so hopefully someone but, who represents well, we all of us. It. We no, got to talk about who, it. Hopefully someone who represents all of us who's being voted in actually does something. Yes. And the most important thing to do is keep trying. Don't yeah, write it. Don't say, you know what's never going to happen. When you find yourself thinking that, let's start yes. doing something. Also pay attention because elections have consequences. Vote, vote, vote. Read up on who you should be voting for. Bye. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yes, it's Shira. Happy Friday. And joining me in the studio today is Char Giselle. 
Hello. And Ryan Basham. Oh, hey. Yes. We're bringing it in like the whole family here yes, onto the show. It's a family affair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we've been having a lot of fun. We're talking about queer animals in 30 minutes. I can't wait. The story behind queer animals. What animals are actually queer? Which ones are not? I mean, I don't know. there are so many more than you think. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's in 30 minutes. Plus, the celeb auctioning off her engagement ring. Child, that's a mess. Right? I want mama to heal because she seems a bit bitter, but I, I know, sis, I know, I know it stings. Yeah, that's in the tear point in a moment with Char. Let's get into some what's trending this hour right now. The Massachusetts State Senate has unanimously passed an amendment making veterans discharged from the U.S. military under its Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy eligible for state benefits. Mm. Yes. That is a good thing. The amendment was filed by State Senator John Vellis, who's a Democrat, and who said it was time to acknowledge the sacrifices and contributions made by LGBTQ plus service members wrongly discharged under the since eliminated policy. So all good things. I mean, thank you, Massachusetts. By the way, also the first state to do universal health care. So oh. maybe they're leading the way for the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Well, they are kind of like a very... Um, not not just political, but like I feel like when you go back to like the history of America, a lot happened in Massachusetts. Absolutely. Oh yeah, that's New England. Yeah, exactly. Now NBC's Garrett Hake interviewed Texas Representative Tony Gonzalez and asked him the same questions three times with no response. And you can imagine, um, yeah, he's a Republican. This guy. You can't buy a beer when you're 18 years old. Why do you need to be able to buy an assault rifle? You know, I think part of the conversation, we have to be unified. This country is not unified. I want to go back to my original question. Why does an 18-year-old in Texas need to be able to buy an assault rifle? The reality is this isn't a new topic. There has been a lot of legislation that's been out there. You haven't answered my question, though. (laughs) Why does an 18-year-old need an AR-15 in the state of Texas? So this is how the legislative process works, (laughs) is Congress determines the laws. Right now, we have a Congress that won't talk to one another. There's so much rhetoric and hate. Oh, that's an SNL skit. And uh, you know what? Kudos to any journalist who sticks to their guns. I do that too. I've done that too. Like, okay, that's fine and all that's cute. But my question was You're not answering my question. Very reclaiming my time. Yes. You're deflecting. (laughs) Imagine this guy in a relationship. Oh, gosh. (laughs) His wife is like, hmm. Uh, Top White House aides have drafted an order for canceling some student loan debt, but they're still waiting for President Biden to make up his mind on whether to go forward with it. Some progressive leaders uh, sensing that they're not necessarily going to get what they want are also gearing up to voice their disappointment. People are getting ready on all sides. Even if Biden goes with a final decision that would be higher than the $10,000 in forgiveness he promised to support during his 2020 campaign. Now, some are still pushing for as much as $50,000 in relief. Though few are involved with that, those discussions, and they've never really believed that that was possible. But it's, you know, might as well take that shot. I mean, see what you can get. Right. What do you think is going to happen, Ryan? I mean, I think the 10,000 thing is going to happen. I would be genuinely shocked if anything else happened. Okay. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment? Yeah, we're cutting it real close. I'll be really, really quick. Shayna Mokler. Now, she says that the timing of this is not, you know, she she says it's a coincidence because we know Travis and Courtney just got married overseas. Well, Shayna is auctioning off her four-carat diamond engagement ring and bidding starts at $51,000. But according to her, she's hoping to get at least one hundred and twenty thousand, because the ring, according to Mokler, is worth one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Now, you know, Shayna's gone through some things. She has not been liking all the PDA that Travis and Courtney have been dishing out. 
I got to ask you all really quickly. Do you all think that the timing of this auction is a coincidence or was it planned to overshadow the wedding? Maybe. Um, I think it's just in general, there's a lot going on. So now you sound like the politician. That's not what I asked. (laughs) Uh, I'll answer I think, directly. I think she did it. Yes. Well, good timing. Thank, good thank timing. you, Ryan. Coming up in the next hour. I was hour. processing that no, question. No, 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 sure. I'm not interested she, in hearing purpose. it. It's on purpose. Done. Coming up in the next hour, find out which Bravo celebrity le- is wrapped up in oh. some gay drama. Mm. Let's do it. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Okay, so earlier this week, Mm -hmm. I was watching my girl Tamron Hall down on ABC, and she had a phenomenal show, um, mainly focusing on women, but it focused on women and our battle with medical gaslighting. And the story that stuck out to me the most, mind you, Brooke Shields was on. She played an old interview of Brooke Shields being misdiagnosed with something. We also know other celebrity examples, Beyonce and her preeclampsia when she was pregnant with the twins, Serena Williams. But there's this woman named Amira Lawali who wrote an op-ed for the L.A. Times about she had a mysterious health condition where she suffered for about three years and she lost her hearing in her left ear and experienced a constant runny nose. She knew something was wrong, but doctors told her it was allergies. Take a listen to the clip. Oh gosh. You saw three ear, nose and throat specialists, mm-hmm. two neurologists yep. and had an MRI. Mm-hmm. After all that, they were still saying it's allergies. 100 percent. I think what I struggled with was uh, from the beginning, like I knew something was off with my body, but the first doctor saying it was allergies, I believed it for a second because they're a doctor, right. you know, you trust doctors right away. But I was also like, I was like, at the time I was 25 and I was like, I know what a cold feels like though. I know how my body handles allergies and I know something's off with it and I don't understand why you won't take me seriously. So I should mention that the runny nose that she had, she said it felt it was clear fluid and it felt like cold contact solution. So she knew it was not mucus, which, by the way, sorry if you're eating your lunch or dinner. Um, And so after all of those uh, uh, physicians and experts that Tamron Hall just rattled off at the top of that clip, it turns out that Amira was having experiencing a cerebral spinal (gasps) fluid leak. OMG. It was brain fluid leaking through her nose. Holy cow. So this is a topic that comes up, and I wanted to get you all's opinion on it. Oh. Have you all ever heard of medical gaslighting? Heard of? Yes. I mean, Do I understand what it means fully? No. So medical gaslighting is when you know something's wrong, and you really have to advocate mm. for yourself. You go in, and doctors like this woman went through this for three years. You know, and, and typically people are misdiagnosed. It can delay d- diagnosis, and it can also kill people. You know, um, and it affects healthcare. I know me personally. I was so thrown aback like a few years ago I did find a lump in my left breast and my insurance approved my mammogram my doctor went to my insurance my insurance approved the mammogram I go to the facility to get the mammogram and the people that are supposed to do the mammogram are trying to talk me out of it into getting an x-ray or an or an ultrasound what despite the order from my insurance I have the physical paper in my hand and they have it in their system yeah that happens if you're like under a certain age and I also had to pay for it unless I have it I didn't have to pay I had to pay even though they saw uh, um, I had what's it called? Not a lump, but um, a cyst. Yeah, they well, that's looking, what mine yeah, turned like, out being. A, yeah, yeah. They were, but they just wanted to make sure because it was a new one that popped up. If it was cancerous or non-cancerous, and so anyway, 
but I, I totally the agree. Fact of the, yeah. the fact of the matter is I, I still don't understand the age restrictions because there are women like yeah, me walking know. around with bald heads right now because they're we in chemotherapy with cancer. Yeah. So that is, it's basically, like I said, a phrase used to describe physicians or other medical providers who blame a patient's symptoms on psychological factors like, oh, you're just hypochondriac or in this, like I said, in Amira's case, it's just allergies. I have a f- dear friend who um, is uh, curvy, and she had, turns out she has a thyroid problem, but she went through, I wow. think, five different doctors who just told her, oh, you just need to change your diet. Wow. And yeah. she knew, because she was eating like a rabbit. She knew she had she was extreme dieting, yeah. and she kept gaining weight. It was a thyroid issue. She knew something yeah, serious was sense. wrong. Yeah, I think that at this point, there's so many different types of ways to treat something. Like, unfortunately, if you go to one person, and they're not telling you or giving you a sense of like what you can do to reclaim yourself. Mm-hmm. Then I think you just need to keep searching, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, which is health, hard to do. I was about to say our healthcare system doesn't that too. always and it's also, make that applicable. It's also you know a lot of those alternative things where you discover what it is cost a lot of money and it's not covered. Well, yeah. 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 Even going to go see a new doctor sometimes can take sixty to ninety days, and you know you're you're up against the clock. I just found this fascinating, especially as a black woman in the space, because there is also medical racism. You know, historically, yeah. people for whatever reason think that black people have a higher threshold for pain. They think our bones are thicker, and it's like no, 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 no. We're people just like you. We're not like these super. We're not mutants from the X Men, and so this shows up so frequently, and so many people have lost their life. I know early in today's show I mentioned the black maternal uh, mortality rate because so black women are three times more likely to die in childbirth than white women and wow. the medical gaslighting that all it's all related mm. unfortunately so well something you know I'm happy that she's talking about it but on her platform so people know right we yeah. have a sense of these things you in have instance. to advocate for yourself yeah, and exactly. navigate this crappy healthcare system as best you can right universal healthcare man I mean, that's what we need. All right. Well, coming up next, uh, we're shifting gears, uh, talking about animals and queer ducks. Like, <laughs> we want to talk about queer behavior girl. in quack, animals. Quack, girl. What does it all mean? Coming up next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. You know, we've heard about queer behaviors in the animal kingdom, right? Penguins. We've seen it, too. We've seen it, right? These, Dogs. like, headlines. <laughs> Me. Yeah, exactly. And one book is revealing, actually, research <laughs> over the last 20 years into same-sex uh, behavior in animals. And the author, right now, of Queer Ducks and Other Animals, Elliot Schrafer, joins us right now on the show to dive in. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Hey, so by the way, you have a lot of cred. You're a two-time National Book Award finalist, New York Times best-selling author. Why did you want to talk about queer animals? Yeah, well, I'm also part of the animal studies program at New York University. And when I was studying there, we had a lot of scholars come through talking about the animal that they study. And they would often mention, just uh, as an aside, that they a lot of same-sex sexual behaviors in their animal, whether it was dolphins or doodlebugs or fruit flies. And I just started, it got me thinking, you know, our, the general way we think about the way animals evolve is that it, that it shouldn't actually necessarily be something that evolution would select for, and yet it was really prevalent. There's over 1,500 different animal species with same-sex sexual behaviors. And so I looked for a book about it, and I saw there wasn't one. I, I had that moment of like, oh, no, that means... I mean, I have to write it. Nice. So, <laughs> I, that's how Queer Ducks was born. And um, it's, it's a look at like 10 different animal species that each help us 
answer a question about why these behaviors would be so prevalent in the natural world and why we haven't heard about them. Well, you know, to that point about having not heard about it, I hear uh, people write that off as a fluke. But I mean, how I know there are lots of species in which it happens, but does it happen often in any species or is it a rare thing? No, yeah, so the, the number of species is huge, and then in some of them, it's it's actually the most frequent sexual activity, like, for really? example, the bonobos, which are our closest mm, yeah. animal relative, um, the most frequent sexual act they have is between females. Uh, and what, we're, what really has happened is that we've underestimated the prevalence of bisexuality in the animal world. So in the human world. Still, right. Uh, in the animal world and the human world, exactly, yeah. Um, Buy eraser doesn't just happen at your local queer coffee shop. It happens everywhere. Um, and so in the animal world, you know, these females will mate with males. They'll have offspring, but they're also more frequently having uh, sex with other females. And they reap all these social benefits from it. Um, sex just produces oxytocin, which is this hormone that is the what's known as the bonding hormone. It just makes you feel very close to whoever you're in physical contact with, as we many of us know. So. Um, they, they reap the benefits of that, and these females have really strong social alliances because of their uh, bisexuality. And so, this happens in species after species. So I know we're talking a lot about uh, sexual identity of these animals, but is there are there any, like, gender issues? Well, I shouldn't say issues. Gender things with animals? Like, are can animals be trans as well? Yeah. So, I mean, transness is so much about your ability to express your state towards your own sex and um, gender identity, and obviously animals can't really talk to us. But my favorite example is the velvet horned deer, which I don't know if you, you two are familiar with it, but they're, um, they're really amazing. It's 13% of deer are this way, which they're, they grow antlers, uh, but normally males will, will have velvet covering their antlers for the first year of life, and then they'll break out the velvet, and it's more the traditional antlers. But the velvet horned deer keep their velvet, and their bodies are closer to those of does. So they're, they're really intersex, uh, and they don't join the rest of the group. They don't um, follow the sexual politics of the rest of the deer. Instead, they form their own velvet horned societies, kind of like a, a found family. And if they find a, like an orphaned fawn, they'll, they'll raise it. Um, but they are, they're kind of going their own way, and they definitely cross the binary. Like, they're, they're not clearly male or female, but something, something in between. Uh, and so it's not being trans, it's not a direct corollary, but it's something that definitely complicates any easy assumptions we make around male and female and the ability to cross between. I guess, what was the most surprising thing you learned that impacted your own identity? Yeah, I think actually one of the, the species that made me think the most about human sexuality is the uh, shorebirds, including albatross and gulls and terns, will have a lot of female-female nests. And these, like in albatrosses, the females will go through these elaborate courtship rituals, which are really amazing to see if you ever go on YouTube. Like they, they clack their beaks together and they put their head under their wing and it's sort of like a dab kind of move. And it's like a really long dance routine. But if they court and then they bond and they bond for life, these females will come back year after year to raise chicks together. And they, they both will leave that union to get fertilized by a male, but they come back to their female partner and raise, oh. raise chicks. But the females don't actually have sex together. So they spend their lives in this committed female-female union without actually having a, a sexual side to that. Um, so it's, it kind of makes you wonder, like, how do we define sexuality? You know, how much is, is sex a necessary part of that, or is it 
something else entirely because or, they yeah. are or intimacy i feel like that like where you have maybe someone you procreate with and someone else to actually like enjoy your life with <laughs> right right and they are they are bonded for life and it's, it's they're such an inspiring example i talked to one researcher who had you know struggled around coming out because her family wasn't accepting but she had a photo of these two albatrosses on her wall uh, in her science department because oh, wow. she was like they're my lesbian moms like Aww. i love these albatrosses <laughs> that's really that's cute. so sweet um what about um animals that because uh, I've, I've read that like some toads can change sex in order to reproduce is that a thing yeah definitely so in in frogs and toads and reptiles and amphibians you'll find um if there's a local extinction of either all the males or all the females and some of them if there's only females left, some of them will, will transition and become male in order for the population oh. to continue. Um, but my favorite is fish. I mean, fish, if fish had a pride flag, it would take hours to color in. Like, they have so many sexual identities and, and ways of expressing sex. Um, and like clownfish, for example, like in Finding Nemo, um, a, a real clownfish society is it's all... Uh, males, and then there's one female who's uh, above them all in the hierarchy. But if if she dies, one of those males will transition and become female within one or two hours, Ooh, and then wow. become that, that Wait, powerful female. All right, this might be a dumb question, but how do you learn all this stuff? Like, how do they actually discover this research? There's people that obviously just are expertise on sex and sh- sexuality among animals, and like, how do you find this out? Wouldn't you have to like watch them at every moment? Like, how do you actually yeah. know all this stuff? Well, it's a great question because most animals are what's known as sexually monomorphic, which means that males and females look identical to human eyes. So for a long time, we just were massively undercounting the amount of same-sex sexual behavior in animals because if, if a scientist saw two penguins and one was mounting the other, they would just make a take in the male-female sex column. They wouldn't even consider that it was same-sex. Hmm. And it wasn't until we were regularly using blood tests to actually sex the animals that we're observing in the wild, that we realize the prevalence of same-sex sexual behavior. Fascinating. Um, so it's, it's been a, it, that's why the last 20 and 30 years has been really important, because once it's on a scientist's radar that it could be happening and it is likely to happen in their species, then, then all of a sudden they're allowing for that data to enter, whereas they weren't even considering it before in a lot of animal species. You better not tell the GOP about this. They might ban animals <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know. I maybe they might do some like, other there's stuff. There's probably like a few viewers who are like, what? Now it's animals too? Right, no exactly. Way. Politicizing the animals. All right. Elliot Schrafer, author of Queer Ducks and Other Animals. Thank you so much. Really fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been fun. All right. Well, coming up after this, we've got what's trending this hour. What the Arizona Department of Education is doing for LGBTQ plus students and why it's under attack next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. Yes, we're back. Thanks for hanging out with us on this lovely Friday long weekend. We love it. I'm Shira. In the studio with me is Shara Giselle. Hello, happy yes. Memorial Day. Well, pre-Memorial Day. Exactly. And Ryan Basham. Oh, hey, a Memorial Day Eve. Yes, of mm-hmm. sorts. Of sorts. I a little am just early. excited. <laughs> Memorial Day weekend Eve. Right. <laughs> do any of you have plans? No, isn't that great? I actually do not this year. I'm not traveling. There's inflation. I know tomorrow I'm going to run some light errands, but I'm looking forward to not doing anything. That's this, what I'm talking about. This week has really taken a lot out of me. So, mm-hmm. no, I don't really have anything planned. Maybe go over a friend's house, play with the dog. 
have a cheeseburger. Yeah. I don't know. I'm actually going to do something similar. I'm dog sitting for my friend. He has three dogs and a cat. And oh. I'm just going to be up there with those animals all weekend Cute. in Porter Ranch. That'll be fun. Playing video games, maybe. I just became a video game person, I guess. Really? That'll I be just fun. Got, I, I won... I can't tell you where yet. I won an Xbox, so I started buying games for it. Oh. Apparently, Halo is this thing, and I found out oh, about yeah. it's a game. I don't know. I've late. heard of that before, but I'm, you know. Wait, were you on, like, a game show? I may or may not have been on a game he show. He said we can't uh, talk about it, Sherry. Well, and here you go, like, interrogate. Uh, you know, we're on the air. I know. <laughs> well, with that, coming up on the show in 30 minutes, the White House's plans for an apocalypse. These, uh... These, this emergency oh. action that was released. Deep impact. In all honesty, it just, with the way the news cycle is going, I wouldn't be surprised if the apocalypse was next Tuesday. Oh. They have bunkers for the survivors already somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. And the rest of us will just be gone. Yeah. <laughs> That's in 30 minutes plus. Uh, plus a Bravo le- a celebrity? <laughs> is that a word? Is in hot water over an alleged gay love affair. You That's don't watch Bravo? They're called Bravo Liberties. <sighs> Kyle Richards is a Bravo Liberty. Oh, okay, Nene it. Leaks is a Bravo Liberty. You know, I used to. You get it's a hybrid. And Andy word. Cohen is the. I know Andy Cohen, and I know Watch What them. Happens Live. I He's never the got. Of Oz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never got too into the shows. The only times I watch shows like that are when I'm on a flight. When I'm flying. Like a Housewives mm-hmm. show? Yeah. But or you the know Kardashians. They have more. But now I've started watching the Kardashians here and there. It's kind of like so my. So what do you watch? I don't even have, like, that was a rarity. During the week, I typically don't have time to watch anything because I'm done work and all my stuff I need to get done or, you know, and oh, take care of myself of my at like escape. 10 or 11. But you own a television? <laughs> I do. And, like, me and my boyfriend don't watch that much. And if we do, it's, like, rare that we watch TV right what now. I'll be watching them conspiracy theory no. movies, <laughs> them docs on YouTube. And that's the thing, too. I can't watch things after hours that either give me anxiety or, like, make like will make it hard for me to sleep. So, stuff so like that. So, what do you that, watch? Anyway. Like, Teletubbies? No, just nothing. She don't I just, watch nothing, I hear child. sound healing. Okay. Uh, let's get into some watch trending this hour. All right. Uh, Uvalde police officials explain some more details of what happened the day of the shooting. And here that is right now. And very much not enough for everyone. Like, I don't think anyone feels like um, this shows what they did wrong, Mm. not necessarily what they did right. Mm. That each door can lock from the inside. And both doors were locked, okay, from the inside. So the subject, when he went in, he locked the door. He came out one time into the hallway, went back in and locked the door because at the time that the officers went in, both doors were locked. They got a key from the janitor and used it. Um, And we're hearing that, you know, they waited outside for a bunch of time. You know, there's reports that some of them went in to get their own kids. There's reports that they yelled, you know, or they said, yell if if you need help. And then someone yelled and then that was a sign for the shooter to go there, right? So it's like the whole plan, no plan, it seems. No strategy if this happens. Really sad. They don't care. And like, you know, I'm, I'm not original with saying this, but after Sandy Hook and nothing was done, yeah. I am, you know, positioned to yeah. believe that nothing will be done after this. Now, uh, let's move on to uh, conservatives who are railing against Arizona's Department of Education pr- for providing resources for LGBTQ plus students. So they are attacking the website of the department who provides dozens of links to local national resources for LGBTQ plus students, educators and families in their resources section, which is very nice and helpful. There's also two chat rooms, Gender Spectrum and Cute Chat Space, where young people can interact with one another and with trained moderators to discuss uh, things that are relating to their lives. 
And the right is saying this is wrong. They need to worry about gun reform. Exactly. And finally, a shout out to Hannah Stargell on TikTok, who publicly criticized her mom, a candidate for Congress. Um, Florida State Senator Kelly Stargell, or Stargell, her mom, she named her the worst mom ever. <laughs> oh, she's following TikTok, in Claudia Conway's yeah. footsteps. But the difference yes, is ma'am. this person's, it seems like uh, she's a feminist, possibly in the community. The video has gotten like 68,000 views. The 20-year-old calls out her mom, calls her a hypocrite for w- running for years on a family values pr- platform, meanwhile leaving her children in the care of neighbors. During your legislative <laughs> sessions? Like, yeah. like I said, she's following in Claudia Conway's yeah. footsteps. A lot of these are just more a bit more woke kids, but yeah, without the attention that Claudia, I think, wanted. But I mean, the youth ain't playing. Yeah. Uh, that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news? So Todd Chrisley, I did want to make a, a quick uh, correction because his show aired on the USA Network, but there were episodes on Bravo and he has Got been it. on Watch What Happens Live. Nevertheless, the show is titled Chrisley Knows Best. Has anyone seen clips? I've only mm-hmm. seen clips. I've never seen the show. So you, you're familiar. Clips, yeah. mm-hmm. But you know how he acts and what he's been accused of. Yes. Child, well, according to his former business partner, there he is alleging that the reality star cheated on his wife oh. with the business partner. And they, you know, Chris Lee and his wife pay, paid off a blackmailer to keep the affair a secret. Mark Braddock testified in the Chris Lee's ongoing federal fraud trial in Atlanta. I don't know if you knew if that was going on on Tuesday that he and Todd were intimate for about a year in the early 2000s. Um, but after the alleged affair ended, Braddock said that the two men continued a friendship until 2012 that he likened into a brotherhood. During that time, Braddock worked for Todd's foreclosure management company, Chrisley Asset Management, and he testified that they began to receive anonymous texts threatening to expose them for fraud and their alleged, you know, indiscretions, mm. I guess, child. But Braddock testified that one text read, pay cash and we'll shut up. That's according to one report. I got to say, this is, you know, speculation and allegations. I got to say, based on the clips, I don't know if you'll agree, Ryan, based on the clips that I have seen of Todd Chrisley, this is very believable. A hundred percent. Not a shock. Very believable. Not a shock. Disappointing. Not shocking. Yeah. You know, sexuality is fluid in some cases and so are mannerisms. But like, don't, don't, the way they make it wrong, I just can't. I just can't. (sighs) How you doing, Todd Chrisley? (laughs) All right, another reason why uh, to watch his show if it's still on or going. I don't know. That's the tea uh, report for this hour. You want to stick around because coming up next hour, I got a bomb to drop on you. Oh. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. I came across a very, very fascinating story that I wanted okay. to talk to you all about. Yeah. So internet sensation Jay Versace. I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. him, but he went viral. I mean, he's a one of those influencers. He's like you a know? YouTube star, social media star. Social media, all yeah. of that. He started on Vine, I think. Yeah, he did start on Vine. Look at you. Oh, way back. Yeah. When yeah. he was five, by the way. Yeah, I was about <laughs> no. to say he was a baby. But uh, <laughs> so he's making headlines because unfortunately, recently his mother passed away due to an undisclosed illness and as a result he has set up a GoFundMe and so this has sparked a lot of conversation around him but also outside of him Hmm. just with influencer culture and you know there's been conversations around mismanaging funds possibly or how a blue check and tens of thousands of followers does not always translate to your bank account yeah now Shira I'm gonna throw to you first on your opinion on this because I mean when I think influencer I definitely think you uh, over the past <laughs> few years so I've been so connected so what has been have you had any experience in this or do you know anyone 
who... Well, first of all, I feel like it's unfair for us to judge someone just because there's a blue check and they've been known as an influencer, like judge their need for support during a difficult time like this and Absolutely. a tragedy. Just be, you know, uh, we don't, yeah, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And yeah, there, we just don't know. And we've seen this like for the traditional celebrities that we think are a name yet totally have no money, right? Um, and so just because he's had like years or moments of fame does not mean month to month he has enough money maybe to pay like for what needs to be done to deal with this. We forget when someone dies and if you're the executor even, you know, there's a lot of money that needs to go into dealing with things. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly expensive. Right? And, and if so, you don't have life insurance. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not prepared for that, if you don't have any savings, maybe um, if your parents didn't have, it could be a huge expense. You know, I, my mom passed when I was even younger than he is now, and she um, didn't have health insurance and the way and she it was a long road to death. And so not only did she ha- not have life insurance, she had massive medical bills when she passed. Mm. So wow. it was incredibly oh, really? expensive. Yeah. I mean, dying is expensive, but dying with medical debt is really expensive. That and is funerals are expensive as well. I was thinking about, you know, New York Times did a documentary on the racial pay gap with influencers. And I find this, uh-huh. I want to read this statistic. MSL US conducted a study with the Influencer League sharing statistics of the racial pay gap between white and bipolar influencers, which is said to be 29%. So the study shares that 77% of black influencers fall into the nano and micro influencer tiers, which is under 50,000 followers, uh, where compensation from brands averaged $27,000 annually versus the 59% of white influencers. And only 23% of black influencers versus 41% of white influencers made it into the macro influencer tier, which is over 50,000 followers where earnings averaged an upward of $100,000. Yeah, those numbers are real, right? And so uh, I feel like in this case, one, he's still really young and... I, I feel like he wouldn't have done this unless he really had to. Yeah. Oh, of course. And so, That's like, anybody with crowdfunding, of course. right? Yes. I, and there are people that are obviously take advantage of the system. I think. Oh, there are people him, that are shameless. Yeah, we know. <laughs> but like, I feel like with him, like he hasn't necessarily been known as that person, right? Mm-hmm. Like if Tana Mojo did it, who's like. Tana Mojo is this blonde white influencer who's has and boasts about having a ton of money. So that'd be different. <laughs> clearly wealthy. Yeah, clearly very like wealthy. Like a Trisha Paytas or whatever. Yeah, very is. like in line with that. Or like, and then she started to go for me and be like, "B word, come know, on, right? you've been boasting about how you have so much money. Like, stop it. Or if if you don't have that money, then be real, right? But it seems but like part of the influencer something. lifestyle is to look is, wealthy. Is to look wealthy. We were just talking totally. about what's that HBO documentary, Fake Famous? Yeah, uh, yeah, Fake Famous. I mean, people rent houses yeah. in the hills to, that pretend to live there. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, and it's not as if this income is consistent either. He could have got made a lot of money last year but doesn't have yeah. it on hand right now. It takes true. money to make money. Yes. Right? That's also it. it. And, and in this day and age, like, while being a creator has a lot of perks, it also, just like anything, being a freelancer, independent contractor... It's, like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's, it's a not yo-yo. consistent. It's a yo-yo. And so. even if you even if you do have the security of a of steady income, you could be up on Tuesday and down mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. Meanwhile, he did raise uh, thirty thousand over what he needed. So he was, I guess, trying to raise oh, thirty. Good. Raised sixty three thousand. So we're wishing that's him good. all the best. Yeah, yes, and sincere condolences. That's gotta like, be tough. Let's not. Let's be better humans and not troll someone whose mom just died. Please. Yeah. Well, they weren't trolling him. This was just conversation that bubbled up. But still, like, but that's. 
like in a way, I feel like it's not trolling. Well, yeah, because you know someone somewhere down the threads tagged him. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah, but no, yes. people have been like replying to that, and they're like, "Whoa, dude, like I can't believe you're doing this. Where's all your rich coworkers?" Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I'll tell you what. Even if you like being in the public eye, you know when you don't want people to be talking about you and dragging you into it when you're when grieving. Your mom died. Yes, yes. yes. Anyway, let's talk about some other fun stuff. We're going to talk about the apocalypse. <laughs> other fun stuff. I oh, other stuff. Other that stuff is fun. that is fun. Thank you. <laughs> we are going to talk about the apocalypse, but this is a long weekend show, and it's the last you know show of the week. So I want to talk about a celebrity who's sharing the one dish he cooks when he's trying to impress someone. Mm. Ah, all right. Let's get inspired next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Actor slash hottie Jake Gyllenhaal recently revealed what his go-to food was if he wanted to impress someone. This what? is going to get me hungry. Hottie and I'm thinking like he's hot. He reminds he's me a of pr- a lemur a, a little bit. A lemur? I like to move. It. It's the eyes. He has those big, beautiful eyes. He does. It's like Madagascar. He's, he's sexy. And he has that smile that makes you both excited and comfortable. It's like a smirk. It's like a smirk. Broke yeah. back eyes. mountain. Go ahead, Shira. So he said, I believe (laughs) there's uh, complexity and simplicity. So his go-to to to impress someone Uh is pasta pomodoro. I knew it was some form of pasta. It's comforting, but to make it well is hard when you're using only a few ingredients. It actually becomes more difficult. This is kind of sexual. I have a dear friend who happens to have a restaurant in London, and I use her recipe. Who doesn't? Um, but it's pretty simple: garlic, basil, olive oil, and really, really good tomatoes. Bring okay, out but, pasta, but from is he Maduro. using salt and pepper as well? You know how yeah. seasoning it. I, I must say, when, Shira, when you teased this story, before I even knew the dish, I knew it was pasta. Really? Because as someone who, uh, <laughs> had, you know, deals with, with men, with cishet men uh, particularly a lot when it comes to the romance, and even platonically, that's just always their go-to. Me too, when it, it is not. When it comes to a meal, when they're like, oh, I'm about to show out, it's always some type of shrimp <laughs> it Alfredo. It is not hard to figure out how to make pasta. Yeah, and, they uh, act like it was so hard. Go-to. Yeah. Although, sometimes people mess up pasta. It could be too dry. Dry, still if it's hard. not al dente, mm. if it's undercooked, get that away from me. And if it's gummy, get it away exactly. from me. <laughs> my, my, you know what I make is beefy mac and cheese. That's my recovering redneck oh. southern That's dish. That's your had to impress someone. At, but is that like homemade hamburger helper? Basically, yes. Okay, I'm homemade, listening. But, but it comes the mac and cheese part comes from a Velveeta box. Okay, like some Velveeta shells. Yes. With ground and beef. And you ground beef, yes. Oh, I, I try that. And I, you put I a little that. salt, a little pepper, a little garlic powder. I try that. Yes. But wait, is this just your comfort food or what you make to impress someone? Yes, because you know what? I want my men to feel comfortable. So yeah. it's both. You want yes. Them, wait, you want yes. them to feel tired and then they get on the couch. Yeah, well, we, look, look, I'm just going to say what we eat may not be the first thing on the menu. Okay. Okay. Well, oh, where's the bell for yeah. that? Okay. Well, it's the bill. dessert. Uh, well, I, I got the bell. I oh, normally bell. Hit a bell. I said bell. I was like, they pay me. So what about you? What do you make to impress Well, someone? I don't believe in cooking for men um, because <laughs> oh. smash the patriarchy and I need my reparations. However, <laughs> however, you know, I do make a mean pot of gumbo and oh, that what? is something oh my I'm quite famous for it. I, people literally pay me in Southern California I've had people pay me to make what? gumbo which is it's a bit of a science you, you know it's the legendary Jocelle gumbo I have family in Mississippi Louisiana and Texas and um, that would be a huge labor of love for me but I'm trying to think of something that's less time consuming what would I cook for man I probably do well I shouldn't say well you said to impress someone I just gotta be honest I'm not trying to impress no women so uh (laughs) but if i have a friend come over you know i think uh, this is more for maybe 
Like someone you're trying to get Yeah, with. someone that, if I'm cooking for a man, I'd probably do a nice piece of fish and Lost like a me. go-to. Yeah, I'd probably, do, you don't like fish? No. I'd probably do salmon, broccoli. Well, for you, it'd be chicken breast mm. and some form of, but it would be it would be different. I'm not talking about like your regular like air fryer with some garlic salt. I try to find a way to like jazz it up. Um, and probably yeah. like some sort of carb, some sort of little pasta or maybe some rice, yellow rice. Mm. And I don't know what I literally when I think you never made of love, a dinner to impress someone. I have never cooked for a man because I've never had a re- they've never given me a reason to cook for them. Oh. They're undeserving. Oh. But I have I had people that. like I said, my gumbo, I make gumbo for Thanksgiving and for Christmas and people big. And so for, and for Shira, Shira and Ryan and Jesse for Memorial Day weekend, <laughs> I think. Gumbo is not a spring summer dish. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. That you're you gotta, right, that's, right. A, that's something for cozy. I'm but, penciling yeah. it in in October. Oh, I also do good jambalaya too, <sighs> which is of the same vein. It's just with rice. That's great. Yum. So, I'm getting yeah. hungry. You're so hungry. Yeah, this is, you want to make something that they could bring home? Or jambalaya pasta. Shout out to, have you oh, had that at good. Yard House? Um, no, because I'm a vegetarian factory. Cheese, oh cheesecake yeah, you're vegetarian. But I would say I can't al- cook for you. always make something that they bring home so they think about you when you're That's what has you. to be something unique. So fellas, stop cooking me your your chicken alfredo. <laughs> I like listen, I like anything with pesto and like a good pasta. Of course. Like wine and a pasta <laughs> and then some music. You are every basic like, man's dream. I mean, but you know, I also got to see the conditions of the kitchen. I don't like men cooking for me. I, I need to see oh, that, your routine for true. how you wash your hands. That's, don't be cooking in no dirty kitchen. Do you clean did, while you cook? Did you bleach these oh counters out? And you have to clean while you cook. You do. It's so it saves so much time. Yes, and it piles up if you don't. You might run Wipe out of space down in the those sink. Counters. Yes. Here's the thing. Also, the morning, I I, I love. I impress someone with a good omelet. Like a good okay. breakfast omelet. I didn't think about breakfast. We were talking about dinner. I didn't even think yeah. about Well, maybe you're not getting into the next you part. Know, Oprah. <laughs> Oprah gave, once gave away, and I know we got to go, but Oprah once gave away in her final seasons a panini maker. What? Because oh. she, gave, and she gave her audience the recipe for what she calls the love sandwich, which is a, uh, a sandwich she makes for her and Stedman to share once they're done doing the do. Are you it's serious? The, it's like a turkey panini type situation. I said, okay, Oprah. I used to love the, one of you those. Google the was, love sandwich uh, and Oprah. I mean, I go to sleep. After well, maybe some people cook after. I don't. I'm done for the day. Wow. Maybe we need to be we'll have breakfast. Uh, maybe I need is to be this leveling Dr. it up. Show? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 